Hello, my name is Faith Kilonzi. I'm Rona Joy Kome. I'm Diana Mungena. And I am Miriam Mwikali. And together we are Global Tech Sailors. This is a podcast where we explore the latest trends and technologies in the world of cyber security, data science, software engineering, DevOps, and many more. Welcome aboard. Hi guys, welcome or welcome back to our podcast. Um, we go by the name Global Tech Sailors and uh, we are back again with another episode. And today we are talking about data structures. Actually, we call it decoding data structures and algorithms. So um, I think we have all, maybe most of us have had experiences where you are, uh, you've applied for a job um, somewhere, a tech job, and you're required to take a technical interview, um, which is data structures, so you, you, you're given a certain problem that you're expected to solve in most of the time, a certain amount of time. So we are trying to think, is it the right way to try and engage skills or do we feel like, um, you know, there, there are better ways because, yeah, there are better ways. So um, we'll start off with, um, let's hear from um, Diana. <laughs> Maybe tell us what's what is your or was your experience with data structures? How was it? Did how did make how did it make you feel in general? Okay. Thank you for giving me this <laughs> <laughs> My experience with data structures have been not so great or not so bad. Oh Diana, what happened? <laughs> Okay. Uh-huh. The worst was the one I had with Google. I know I never told anyone, but it was Ooh. so bad <laughs> because I froze. I think I froze during the interview mm-hmm. and I didn't write anything, literally. But they gave me a second chance, which is I will do it later on when I think of it. Mm-hmm. But that was not the very best experience. But mm-hmm. yeah, this, that is how data structures can be. They give you anxiety. Mm-hmm. Even though you know what you're doing, it will sound like you don't know anything at all. So, Diana, yeah. just to take you back to the experience, um, mm-hmm. take us through. You were given a, a problem, and then you were told to join a Google Meet, and then you do it. You do it practically while they are watching, right? Yeah, I think the main challenge was I was given some time to. They even gave me the resources. Google are very good people they yeah, give you the resources my, that was also my experience they give you the resources that you need and so you'll take like two months or a month to go through those resources and to just do research on the topics of data structures then they'll set you up in a meeting then during the meeting is when you'll do the interview then are they specific are the resources specific, like the, the resources you're given, the question that you got, is it specific, like, in a Kamwa, Kenya, Ivy, ama you go there and, where it's no, still darkness. <laughs> it is not specific. Let me interrupt because I have PTSD. Um, <laughs> where you're given, it's like a book, it's like being yeah. given the cracking, the coding interview uh, <laughs> book, which is over 300 pages for you to prepare for an mm. interview that will just maybe test you on one question or two. Obviously, it's like reading for four years. <laughs> <laughs> then, 
then coming back and being asked something totally different it's like basically what you are taught and what versus what you get in the workplace so those kind of things right so the resources do, do not necessarily mean like you're good yeah i'm sure you've seen um and maybe we didn't touch on this when you were starting mm-hmm. um for data structures and algorithms you realize that you there are a lot of resources like lead code how many questions that lead code have Ability. All those other um, coding platforms where you are questioned on data structures and like there are so many like you have so much ground to cover only to be asked two questions and they are not like straightforward something that you can just cram and go it's too much like it requires so much from you so for sure for sure very daunting experience. Um, another question. uh, how long how long are you given to um articulate or do that question 30 minutes 30 minutes yeah. how many two you said two yeah two all right that's diana's mwikali tell us about your experience how was it uh, do you love dsa data structures and algorithms it's kind of like it's kind of like a love hate situation mm-hmm. because they do help you kind of like master your craft but at the same time they aren't a measure of what you do because i think i've said this before there is a time where i was i was being interviewed for a particular job and then i had interacted with python for a very long time and then this job interview was supposed to be a javascript one and then i was like ah um i've learned javascript before i think i can still ac it without uh, doing practice and everything but then when it came to the actual day, um, I realized that, and this is so shameful, I realized that I had forgotten how to write loops in JavaScript. Wow. So in as for, much as... For, for, for less eyes equals to zero. Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> don't remind me, but yes. I think I learned a lesson. In as much as we say we are good in something, we have to practice. Mm-hmm. The DSS require a lot of practice, that's for sure that's like a fact but to what extent like yeah you practice you practice mm-hmm. but it's it's still a lot yes it is because i believe if maybe i was given the opportunity to work for that company i think i would have done a good job it's only that they saw me fail at the essay question and they thought and that's that was it yeah for that you. was that it was exactly. the end of your journey exactly <laughs> they are lost <laughs> Better Diana who's been given a second, a second chance. chance. It For me, it's second chance is um, it's their loss. But it's okay, man. Mm. We we learn and we move. For sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. Thank you, Mwikali, for that. <laughs> we can get to Kilonzi. Um. Tell us your experience and um, how how has it been or how has it been so far with the structures interviews. Okay, so um, on the same thing, I also had a similar experience like uh, Diana, I interviewed with Google, but I also interviewed with Amazon. I also interviewed with Microsoft. And wow, look at you. <laughs> look at you, See, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be humble. I've been taking classes. Um, but for sure, um, I think my experience was similar where you, like, I took... I mean, I took months to prepare to this interview. Yeah. I moved from one stage to the next. For Google, I went up to the final stage. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. And because on the final stage, I didn't finish um, on time. I, I did one question, which I think the complexity or the efficiency was not 
um, up to, I think it was O of N squared and it was supposed to be O of N, um, or I think it was N log N or something. I think all these things made a decision, like regardless of how much progress I'd made, that was it. The same case applied with Amazon. So with my experience, I feel like data structures inherently are not bad. The problem is, do they represent my my abilities? Of course not. So I feel like, personally, they might help in their day-to-day software development, but they are not. In, in, uh, but they don't. Nec- like I don't need to know how to uh, how to insert. What is it called? Um, a linked list at the end or at the tail or check if it's circular or not. I feel like. I might apply that concept, but should it be the defining factor on whether no. I get the job or not? Yeah. Of course not. I feel like I've done maybe more complex problems or more pro- uh, complex projects as compared to the one data structure that I failed. Question so. is, will you be using a bubble sort every day as a social <laughs> developer? Good question, Mwikali. Mm-hmm. Good one, that one. Then, um, Rona, maybe mm-hmm. before we skip you because you are the host, yeah. do you have any experience to share? Do you think they, they are necessary? Um, I think they, again, I think it's just um, emphasizing on what you've said. They are good. Mm-hmm. They help you learn, mm-hmm. but they're not the gauge of um, how good you are mm-hmm. um, technically. Yeah. Uh, because for, for me, what happens is when you are, there's a lot of anxiety that comes in, especially when you're telling me I am watching you. You're there watching my every move where I am. I, I don't think straight and the mm-hmm. fact that there is a timer um what? clicking there you 20 minutes to go mm-hmm. i even freeze more so mm-hmm. i feel like they are not the best um depiction of my intelligence yeah i would say that mm. how do you also talk about how you get the question you are not even using a coding ide or vs code mm-hmm. you are using google docs <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like, and also the same thing as yeah. whiteboarding, where you're given, uh, if it's physical, mm-hmm. you have a panel seated, then there's a board, and you're given uh, a marker. A marker. marker. Yes, mm-hmm. to stand Go there right and there. tell us mm-hmm. how do you do this. Yes. So, I think that's that's. I think, like this process can be very stressful. I, I remember I used to have you guys. I used to have panic attacks just preparing for this thing. Mm-hmm. Dan, I don't know if your experience was similar. Like, you feel like this is the defining moment. I've been wanting to get into big tech for the longest time. Hey. To Google. Hey. You've already seen that salary, you, right? Hey. <laughs> I even have a friend who interviewed with Microsoft and they flew them to South Africa. Wow. Mm-hmm. You've already seen the office, but you saw the <laughs> Because of our data structure uh, question that yeah. you couldn't uh, solve. So I feel like the process on its own and just because they are what they are it becomes very stressful it becomes very stressful for people to prepare towards such interviews and it's it's sad man it's yeah. sad so we have established that with dsa comes a lot of um mental pressure mm-hmm. mental exhaustion mm-hmm. what anxiety. other things anxiety panic um, attacks Panic attacks, <laughs> name depression. Them. Um, depression when you don't get it. Depression, the frustration. Yeah. Where we said that there are people, I mean, I know people that have quit jobs to prepare, to prepare for, for, uh, for DSA uh, questions. Oh gosh. 
Now imagine you've you've done a whole preparation, you've quit your job to prepare for a job in interview in uh, at Google. Oh then, gosh! And then you fail the interview. Then you fail because one question. Um, it wasn't of and wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Like even the like it's too it's too it's too much too much for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Though could we say that there is what is there a good part of it? The good part of it, of course, the good part for it is, like, forget about the interview. The good thing about knowing uh, data structures and algorithm, and I'll speak from uh, software engineering and data stuff, um, POV, is that you know how to um, engineer your project Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. ground up. Like, right now, if you knew that, if you're working on uh, maybe the next Uber, Imagine being able to know, uh, being able to know the like, that route A is more efficient than route B. Mm-hmm. Just, just the actual at the very core, the engineering of making sure that uh, this algorithm is more efficient than this other one. Yeah. Just the art of problem solving. It gives you that mind being able to think as an engineer. But I feel like it's something that should be cultivated not something that should be a test yeah yes so um what you're saying is the basics the data structures basics are quite important very important relevant to the market they are relevant in your day-to-day software engineering of course now there's also the part where if i'm a front-end engineer why do i need Yeah, it's kind of front end. I'm just worried about if this button is at the center or it's green or red. Yeah. I'm not so much worried about uh, the data structures. So that's the thing. I've seen companies testing a front end developer data, data structures. structures. Like make it make sense. Yeah. Except if you're testing them on JavaScript, of course. Yes. That would mm. make sense. That's but it shouldn't sense. be a maybe defining. a linked list. Yeah, that Those doesn't make Or a tree sense. or a graph. It should be more something that is applicable to the mm. role. The role that, that you're going to take. Yeah. Yes. Diana, what are your... What came out of the... What good thing came out of you? That experience, that DSA experience... I think the most important thing as a software engineer is being able to solve problems. So Mm -hmm. the data structures will help you grow that mindset Mm -hmm. of easily solving problems. At first, it it will be challenging, Mm -hmm. very challenging, but the more you do the practice, the the more easy it becomes for you to solve the problem. So it gives you that mindset of being able to solve challenges which yeah. is a very key skill in software engineering. Oh, nice. Thank mm. you, D, for that <laughs> thought. Um, let's go to Muikali. Muikali, something positive that came out of your DSA experience. Before you talk about that, I think I'd want to say DSA. I compare DSAs to mathematical functions. Remember the way in math we'd have a function that would basically solve a particular thing? I tend to compare that to DSAs a lot because... DSS are basically the functions of programming. Without DSS in programming, you wouldn't be able to engineer your craft or basically do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They are the underlying factor in software engineering, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, something positive I'd say I took from it was practice. In as much as you think you're good in it, 
you you never get good enough exactly you never be good enough <laughs> or maybe, you know you always you submit have to something practice. on lit code and gives you 100% and you feel like you've reached yeah many people sure. out there are doing the same thing as you are right mm-hmm. so you have to be good enough to set yourself apart from everyone else ah nice i think it also <laughs> cultivates the the nature of consistency because i think most people when they start doing dsa they make it a habit to mm-hmm. to do it daily so it yes. natures your consistency in the discipline in yes i agree on that because i think the moment i failed or i have failed mm. i i i have i get back to it and i try to think how would i i try to solve first of all the problem um mm-hmm. after the interview even though i failed and then there is this calm energy that comes you you have to practice to be better in this so you have to you know keep learning and keep looking for this material so it it does cultivate the culture of um consistency and maybe trying to go deeper and trying to learn every day um so my 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 other question would be all right we have talked about the cons we have really um said a lot of negative things with that comes with dsa so what other options would you advise companies or employ employers to try and use so that they can be able to get the best okay they're trying to get the best skill so how do they um what other methods do they use to be able to um get that best skills rather than dsa Okay so maybe I can go first. Mm-hmm. Um I was reading this book. Um I'm a fan of this lady. She's a product manager at Spotify. Yeah. But previously she was um she was a front-end software developer and she wrote a book called um Decoding the DSA Technical Interviews. Um her name is Emma Bostian so you can check her out. And one of the things that she made very clear is that the interviews don't need to be hard like you don't need to sit there and stare at me for <laughs> me to fail or something you should allow me to google i mean software engineering is about figuring out stuff right yeah mm-hmm. so if on a day to day work environment i can google to find a solution why is it so hard for me to google during an interview if i have the right words <laughs> for example for example let's 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 be let's be candid for once right Mm-hmm. Let's say we were creating um there's a problem that is asking you you check if this linked list is a circular uh linked list or not right Yeah So at the very basics I understand I, I've written maybe I've come up with a pseudo code yeah. or I've been able I'm able to understand the problem and which is very essential Yeah I should be able to understand what you are asking me ask a few questions come up with my breakdown of it in a pseudo code Yeah So when I get to the point where I can't remember how to maybe I'm I'm Kali and I can't remember how to write a for loop in JavaScript. <laughs> wow. I should be able to I just do an example, right? Banta, banta, don't good. take it. It's good for the show. <laughs> okay. So I should be able to Google how to create a for loop in JavaScript. Yeah, because I already have the idea. Because I already have the solution, right? Yeah. Yes, so please companies should allow people to Google during an interview as long as they understand the problem and they know how to solve it. 
the syntax that's something that can be googled true yes that's i think point. i hope the employers are listening <laughs> at least or Please, potential employer. My next employer, please listen very clear. <laughs> <laughs> Diana, do you have a yes. a, a, a suggestion? Mm-hmm. Yes, first of all, we'll be the next employers, so we'll look into that too. Wow. <laughs> also, I think also projects are very important, but mm-hmm. don't give people an entire product to build because it is an interview. You can just give them a small project that they can work on for mm-hmm. maybe two days then they submit then yeah. you look at how they write code is the code clean mm-hmm. is it the commit messages yeah mm-hmm. i think you check enough. things mm-hmm. that they will be doing on their daily basis instead of just focusing on the data structures speaking of which i have something to contribute but not necessarily on that mm-hmm. there are companies Mm-hmm. that want you to create solutions for them then yes. they don't hire you in the end project i i had there's a company that hired a, a, um some product designers you come up for an upcoming project then they interview like potential candidates came up with potential um product designs and that company use those designs and they didn't hire the person who came up with the idea oh god i've even heard of the others not in tech particularly like there's a media company somewhere in kenya that hired um that announced a call for interviews then people came up kumbe they were looking for a uh, strategy for 2023 and you've already given <laughs> them <laughs> Wait, can we can yes. we sue them in this particular? How instance? are you going to sue them? You don't even have they don't a have any contract. <laughs> you, you don't have exactly. Any you don't have any. Wait, wait. You don't, you don't have, have, any, have any contract. Yes. yes. You don't have any intellectual property. property yeah. 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 Also, it's yours. We should sue them in some way. How? Too. The question is how. When we bring in that lady, uh, yes, the lawyer and regulations, mm. I think we can find a way to talk about that. Yeah, because we can ask that because there are gaps. So many there are so many gaps there. Yeah. yeah. But for sure, I think, um, that, like Dana said, a project is a good measure that I can actually do this thing. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that it's a short, it's an MVP. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not a whole product for sure. Mm-hmm. Mukali, do you have anything um more to add? I'll talk about role playing scenarios, mm-hmm. like simulate a real world example. Mm-hmm. If you're calling them in for a physical interview, um, give them a real world problem. See mm-hmm. how they think through it. Yeah. Even you can look at the way they behave towards a certain thing. Mm-hmm. These are some of the things you can use to measure someone's past experiences and. I think if you feel like these past experiences align with what you're currently looking for, it will be able for you to hire this person because it shows they have the capability. Yeah. So simulating a real-world example, provide maybe a problem, a real-world problem, see how they are able to solve it, see how they even work through it, see how they behave towards a particular thing. Mm-hmm. And now from that, say, um, let's say for example, you are amused or you are amazed by what they've been able to do. You can actually hire that person because you feel this person has potential mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. way they're thinking. Mm-hmm. 
And that's even the part where soft skills come in because if this person is able to articulate through a particular problem and provide actually a working solution, this means that this person is capable of doing whatever it is you want them to do. Yeah. For ah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, thanks, for that. And I think um, my just to end the suggestions. Um, um, yes. So the suggestions. Um, I would circle back to whatever you said. Please just be, do I call it empathetic or um, the fact that I came up with a pseudo code? Why can't you maybe even put that into account? The fact that I was able to come up with just steps, um, like my thinking process, my thought process of how I would solve this um, problem. I think that could also, should be taken into I think also now, mm-hmm. speaking of which, speaking of empathy, mm-hmm. yeah, empathy is a very important factor in interviewing <laughs> because, like, I hope employers or potential employers or panel discussions they can create an environment where we say, um, at this particular point, you've done your best. You're stressed. You're too stressed. Empathize with me. <laughs> I'm not saying that uh, show PT so that you can give me the job, but the daunting process that this takes. Yeah. Like all the mental exhaustion, the the frustrations. I feel like it should be put into account whenever you're testing. You are not testing a stone. You are testing a human being with emotions, and you don't know how much if this interview if this does not even involve my day-to-day work in this workplace you just yeah. want to frustrate me and make me feel inadequate <laughs> yes and f- make me feel inadequate for sure so i feel like a bit of empathy for interviewers uh, comes in handy especially when you're testing people not just in data structures on algorithms i know there are there are interviewers who take advantage of candidates by mm-hmm. uh, learning about their background and making them feel like oh um uh, you don't come from money so we if we give you 100k oh. that will be enough mm-hmm. like you're making it sound like um, like you are taking advantage of me based yeah. on the information that you've been able to mine from me for yeah. heaven's sake. So don't take advantage of candidates, whether in a technical space or not in a te- non-technical space. Like be a human being. Know that you are dealing with a human being. Also on something Kilons is talking about, uh, the way Google has so many steps so that you may be able to mm. get to the final. So many. Mm-hmm. So if you feel I am not adequate, please drop me at the second stage. <laughs> Don't correct. Don't pull me up to the final stage, and then when I'm at the final stage, I'm feeling like yeah, I'm almost there. Then you're you, getting that paycheck. Exactly. Then dropping me at that particular point. If you feel I'm inadequate, please drop me at this particular point. Tell me that this and this and this didn't please you, mm-hmm. so that I may not live in the hope that I may get this job. And don't fly me to another it. continent. And exactly. Drop me there after yeah. I've, seen my after I've already seen that office, <laughs> and then I already have all these hopes that I'll be. Anyways, what if you failed the last in- interview? Like who? <laughs> okay, I know, I know. There was a time I was interviewing for a particular company. It was on one of the big audit firms in Kenya. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, you guys. I've interviewed too much. Someone. <laughs> you have and, a lot of drama I, with you. It's, that's why I'm like, I'm stressed. Let's stop it. But one of the things that came up in my final, final interview, I mean, by the time you meet the director, mm-hmm. you, you are hired, right? Yeah. yeah. You would think that. 
usually that's the dropped. process actually yeah. <laughs> by the time you're meeting the it means that the hr guys have cleared yeah, you your manager you. every every like in a six step interview yeah. meeting yeah. the director is a final thing yeah mm-hmm. i mean at least that director told me something they said you speak so passionately about tech i don't think audit firm will do you the justice you told me that <laughs> It's actually I don't want to after proper, you've gone through after I've gone through everything like oh we gosh. talked and we were so I I knew I was getting in and I know immediately after you finish undergrad uh big four is usually one of the best offers you can get because they pay well for a beginner right yeah mm. so it was one of those things and I was like mm. you weren't ready for that I wasn't ready for that because <laughs> But at least there was something positive about it the fact that he gave me the feedback and I knew for sure that I'm not getting it but he told me why he told me I think the best thing you can do at this particular point is uh look out for opportunities that um allow you to perform tech roles or oh. become a software engineer mm-hmm. because the role itself was in audit and mm-hmm. if you're auditing systems you're not necessarily a coder and I love coding yeah So that's actually how I didn't get the job. Immediately after that I actually got into my other job which was previously being a software engineer in a bank. Wow, do you see when one door closes the other one opens. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the fact that he was open with her is a mm-hmm. good thing. Is, is a really good thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. rather than just being told that unfortunately we will not continue after with the hiring steps. process after six steps. <laughs> so he told me the fact that you don't have an experience in audit and you speak passionately about oh, tech, tech tech is a better space for you i think looking back it probably did you well it did maybe at well. that time it was not um at that time good, it, but it did you well <laughs> yeah so um our parting shot for yes. this uh, episode we call it short and sweet uh-huh. short and sweet um maybe Um, one word or please don't give us stories. Mukali. <laughs> But you should not give us stories. I wanted to give a story. <laughs> no. Um practice does not make perfect but practice helps you become better. Wow. wow. Please Woman please. of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Today at least is not drink water. <laughs> oh, and of course drink, drink water, water. mind your business. Hey, uh-huh. <laughs> all right, Diana, stay consistent in all that you do. Mhm. Mhm. Shit and sweet girl. Mhm. I can lose you create a story. I will say be consistent also. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, keep the discipline. Yeah, I also say that Consistent. be open to learn. Yeah. But also as an interviewer be open to learn. Yeah. Thank you. Oh wow. Good mm-hmm. point there. Interviewers be open to learn. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much guys for um listening to us. Um Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are Global Tech Sailors in all platforms. Send that comment um if you have suggestions of topic you would want us to speak on. Make sure you just comment um and uh, we'll see all. you on the next one. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.